Good morning. I feel so blessed we could end, end the service right now. Should we do that? <laughs> Let's keep going. Praise God. That sounds good. All right. My uh, scripture text this morning is found in Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. I originally intended to read all 20 verses of the uh, Gerizim demoniac, but for the sake of time, I'll go ahead and concentrate on the last few verses, verse 14 through the end of the story, verse 20. Mark 5, 14 through 20. It says, their herdsmen ran away and reported it in the city and in the country, and the people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and observed the man who had been demon-possessed, sitting down, clothed and in his right mind, the very man who had the legion, and they became frightened. Those who had seen it described to them how it had happened to the demon-possessed man and all about the swine. And they began to implore him to leave the region. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed was imploring him that he might accompany him. And he did not let him. But he said to him, Go home to your people and report to them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim in Decapolis what great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, as we come to you today, we come with humbleness of heart. Father, a broken and contrite heart you will not reject is what it says in Psalms. And Father, our heart is broken. Broken over our sin, Father. We place ourselves in the position of this demon-possessed man, Father, and how you've miraculously healed us. And so, Father, as we come before you, we open up the word. We pray that you penetrate our heart. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. <clears throat> you know, Darren has done a great job ex- explaining, uh, extending, uh, enjoying his grace, and, and my portion is extending his, his glory. That's the second part. You know, what does that phrase actually mean? Well, this portion of scripture that we just read is a wonderful illustration of how to extend his glory. You know, here Jesus has mercy upon a demon-possessed individual. You know, we don't have any idea how or why this man was possessed with these demons, thousands probably of, of demons, other than the fact it was for the glory of God. And so, Jesus, of course, had absolute, absolute sovereignty over these demons. He is, of course, God, and he commands the demons to leave the, de- the demon-possessed man and go into the herd. The herd rushes down into the water and are drowned. And the demon-possessed man, the newly healed man, is so overwhelmed with gratitude that he desires to follow after Jesus. He is just overwhelmed with gratitude. And so if you were to kind of look at the big idea behind the passages, it's really the last three verses. And I would say the big, the big idea behind the passages is what Jesus tells him. He says... Hey, go home. He says, no, don't follow me. Go home to your people and tell them what great things God has done for you and how he's had mercy on you. In other words, he's saying, you know, you've enjoyed his grace. Now it's time for you to extend his glory. 
And that's what this man does. He wants to be with Jesus. You know, when we're healed by Jesus, it's our natural impulse to want to sit at the feet of Jesus, isn't it? We want to be there. We want to soak it up. We want to try to claim every bit of grace we can from Jesus. So in my short little message, I've got three points I want to make. And the first point goes like this. In order to extend his glory, we must understand that we are all goers. We are all goers. You know, we understand the Old Testament teaching whereby God has selected a nation called Israel and poured his blessing upon Israel. He claimed it as his own possession. It's the centerpiece of his redemption to mankind through the Messiah. He's prospered and protected Israel along the way as long as they're obedient to him. And as a result, the world was told, come and see God's glory in Israel. Come and see what our history is like. Come and see Moses. Hear about Moses and the patriarchs. Hear how the children of Israel were led out of Egypt, out of slavery, and brought to a promised land. How they defeated mighty nations. How they blessed many nations because of their obedience to God. Come and see Solomon's temple. Come and see the works of the kingdom. God's glory and his blessing is upon this nation Israel. Come and see. Come and see. And those who came and saw Israel were in fact blessed by the Lord. In fact, those who obeyed the scriptures and obeyed and followed the Lord, even the Gentiles entered into the covenantal promise and Jesus tells the demonic man something very different at this point. Instead of saying, come and see, he tells the demonic healed man, go and tell. That's a real shift in theology at this point. He doesn't say, come and see any longer. He says, go and tell. Be a goer. God has done for him all those great things. And he's given him mercy. So he is commanded to be a goer. You know, if you're like me, though, you, your thinking kind of goes this way. You know, I used to believe that only certain Christians um, who were given a special calling by God were enabled and uniquely qualified to share the gospel with other people. And, you know, it's true that some people have been called to be a pastor, others to be um, maybe a teacher or an evangelist. And that can be done vocationally. And that's important. But we have to understand this. You godly mothers, and I look around and see mother, many mothers here in this particular congregation, you know, you can be just as effective in extending his glory to your children. You know, and that's by teaching them things like this. How about the message simply, Jesus loves all the little children, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. That little song was taught to me when I was five or six years old. Didn't know Jesus at that time, but it's stuck in my memory. You mothers can be as effective in extending his glory by teaching your children. While the overseas missionaries may influence a foreign culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ, even the successful Christian businessman has a place in bringing Christ's redemptive message to a hedonistic and godless 
marketplace. And I know that for a fact because I've seen it. It's harder to win businessmen to Christ, I have found, than it is often to go overseas and feed the hungry and take care of the poor and give a gospel tract or give a gospel message. Because the hedonistic businessman, you know, he is self-made. He doesn't eat Christ. So all of us are qualified in one way or another to be goers, to share our faith, by virtue of the fact that the Lord has healed us, not necessarily from demonic possession, but from sin possession. Think about it. Weren't we, in fact, out there wandering around in the tombs just like this demonic? The tombs of death. Christ went ahead and reached out to us in our sin possession, not demonic possession, but we had a different master. It was sin. He went ahead and rescued us out of the tombs. We had the shackles of sin on our wrist, and he went ahead and removed those shackles from us. He tore away the chains so that we could be freed, and now we stood at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in our right mind. Hallelujah for that. You know, part two, or point number two. In order to extend his glory, we must have a story to tell. And I love this part of it because I found that the most effective way for me to learn is to learn through people telling me a story. Jesus told the the healed man now to go and tell his people what great things the Lord has done for him, what great things, and how he's had mercy on him. You notice that he said things, great things, plural, not great things. You know, the things that I look at in my life didn't happen back on June 17, 1962, when Phil Gusky came to know Christ. If I were to go back and say that was the great thing God did for me, I'd have a pretty shallow Christian experience. If I pointed to my baptism, I would be the same way. I'd say that was a glorious time in my life, and my whole Christian experience is based on those two things, my salvation and my baptism. I would have a pretty shallow experience in my Christian Experience, But that's not what God says. He says, tell people what great things, tell your story what great things Christ has done for you. And it's all about you and I sharing with others what great things he has done for us. It's how he has faithfully done things like supplying our daily needs. And I think part of the scripture uh, that Steve read this morning, pointing out the many blessings that we receive, that's part of the story. How he supplied to us food, clothing, and shelter. How he has blessed us far more abundantly beyond that we can ask or think. He's given me a godly wife that serves the Lord and loves me in spite of myself. And in her own unique way, serves others. He has blessed me with two wonderful children and a fantastic daughter-in-law who's going to have a baby. Hallelujah. And a wonderful family that they've married into. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I could go on and on and talk about what great things the Lord has done for me and is doing for me. But what great things is the Lord doing for you that you can talk about in a unique way? We extend his glory by telling others about the gospel story and how, we are, how he's actively working in our lives. How we're growing in our faith. How we're learning the lessons that he's teaching us. How we're learning to love one another and live in unity, even in this church family. You have a story to tell. In order to extend his glory, tell your story. Point number three, in order to extend his glory, we must be the obedient goer. 
We must be the obedient goer. Unfortunately, not all Christians are willing to tell their own story to extend his glory. Either through passive indifference or active rebellion, they decide that they don't want to share God's love. They're going to hoard his grace. You know, I think it's important for us to enjoy his grace. But you can end up hoarding your, God's grace. You can keep it to yourself. And so, we don't want to do that. Now, I was talking to a missionary friend of mine this year. And he told me this example. He says, you know, the church that, I, that he, he's sponsored by, his home church, is really stingy. This man goes around all over the country and raises money for overseas missions. He's got a wonderful ministry. But his own church gives about that much to ministry. He says they're very jealous with their dollars. They don't want to give to overseas because they believe in giving to the infrastructure of the church, the church building and the staff. They're careful to preserve those funds so that they can go ahead and enjoy their grace right here. And I thought about that for a long time. And I thought about saying something like, you know what? God, just prevent us from doing that. I would rather see this church burn to the ground than us do something like that. We don't want to prevent God's grace from being extended overseas. No way. We want to extend his glory. So it can be done at the church level as well. But let's go back to the individual for a second. Maybe God hasn't done great things that you can talk about in your life because you don't know the Lord. Maybe you don't know his grace. Maybe he has not shown you himself. And so... I'm not here to, to decide who belongs to the kingdom or not. I do know that there are tares placed among wheat and there's wolves among sheep. But we do see a lot of disobedience in the church. A lot of people are not going. So don't be one of those who want to enjoy God's grace, but neglect to extend God's glory. Don't be the Christian consumer, as I call it. Be free in extending God's grace. Verse 20 says this. It says, And he went away and began to proclaim in Decapolis what great things Jesus has done for him. And everyone was amazed. Are you willing to tell your story and extend his glory to others? I hope you are. 